Beyond Lumina, Episode 3, Asteroid Outpost. The commander awoke groggily and tried to get his bearings. His surroundings were dark and unfamiliar. The last thing he remembered, their attackers had returned for them, and he was out after they successfully cut into the bridge. They got us then, the commander thought. They must have poisoned us. Looking around, two shapes became clearer to him in the dim light. It was the helmsman and the chief engineer. They still looked to be unconscious. We're still alive. They must want us for something. The commander didn't see the security chief with them. He hoped he was okay, but he knew that was just wishful thinking. Most likely they left him on the bridge to die. But I guess we already knew we were doomed. The helmsman began to stir, then groaned from a headache, an effect of whatever had knocked them out. Yarg, you okay? The commander asked his subordinate as he tried to crawl closer to him and the chief engineer. The commander struggled to move. It seems the poison's affecting our motor control too, he thought. Yarg, the helmsman, groaned again, trying to get into a sitting position. Yeah, I guess so, he eventually replied. Then he too looked around. Hey, Wabu. He called to the chief engineer, still passed out next to him. After he shook him a few times, the chief engineer also began to wake. Ugh, where are we? He asked. On our way to a prison, probably, the commander answered. We are of some value to them, alive, apparently. And then Jay, Wabu, the chief engineer, trailed off. It seems so, the commander solemnly affirmed. With the rest of the crew going down with the ship, Yarg said, we're the only ones left. And I don't think there's anywhere for us to go now, the commander replied, even if we could somehow escape, but I don't see that happening either. I don't understand what's going on here, Wabu said. Perhaps that will become clearer once we reach our destination, the commander responded, not in a way that connoted any eagerness. Veteran spacers then felt the distinct shift in the ship's field that meant they had left deep space and were now near some planet. How long were we out? Wabu asked. Where did they bring us? I'm sure that will become clearer soon, too, the commander answered. Sergeant Vala Rees stared out the viewport of the transport as the rocky Ravinian landscape blurred past them. Her commander, Sergeant Major Robin, sat across from her, doing the same. There had been another ground quake while they were in Panya, due to the Ascendancy's bombardment many rotations ago. They were much fewer now, but at first the ground quakes were almost a rotational occurrence. Not just the people are in rebellion, Bala thought, but even the land. This rotation had been rough on her, rounding up so many people who seemed innocent. But she knew that these people were confirmed to be fighting against the Free World Alliance and the people of Ravina, and they may have potentially played some role, even a large one, in assisting the Royal Ascendancy in their attack. This is why I joined the military, she said to herself, because of traitors. 
Bala knew the damage that could be done by those who had betrayed their own people. Her own homeworld of Reayu was set back centuries developmentally when it nearly tore itself in two after joining the Free World Alliance. If it weren't for the Alliance's aid, she thought, we certainly would have destroyed each other. Reayu was a relatively barren world, not much to see, but its location near Lumina put it in a good position to be a prominent trade world within the Alliance. It was since renewed and slowly began to grow once more, again due to their participation in the Alliance. The few times she had been home since enlisting, Bala had received high praise and special treatment, as any Alliance soldier would, and she was proud to serve in the Alliance military, and it made her family proud as well who had lost a great deal generations earlier during the world civil war. Even she, so long after the true conflict, had lost a great deal due to the divisions that still remained. Though there were still some in Reayu, just like in Ravina, who opposed the alliance, she knew that no situation could please all people, even on a smaller world like her home. There were just some who did not want order, peace, and justice, she told herself. But these days, people who thought like that usually stayed quiet. As Commander Robin says though, Bala thought, when they do act, we too must act. Just over the next ridge, Bala could see rising cliffs that bore Ravina's capital of Kronos Prime on its summit, and she prepared to escort the new prisoners. Okay, just up ahead, Azik said, pointing to one of the larger asteroids as they entered the field. Everyone get ready for a fight. Always ready, Lucian rumbled, clanging his large aether blade against his aether plate. The asteroid that held the outpost was just ahead, and the runner was approaching quickly, as its crew knew that they would have no advantage other than a quick strike. All that was visible from outside the asteroid was an empty docking port, it would have been almost impossible to see it if they didn't know it was there. The rest of the outpost was inside the asteroid. Sergeant Major Hawk expertly flew the cruiser right to their front door and quickly anchored to the outpost. Azik once more drew his concentrated plasma blade and began cutting much more easily through the non-Aetherium docking port door. In a few seconds he was through, and again Usian busted through the cutout piece of metal and the team flooded the outpost. They were quickly met with plasma blasts in return, but Sergeant Usian's large, ethereum-covered body blocked much of the enemy fire. Azik, taking point next to the big man, was able to absorb a lot of the other plasma pistol shots with his superior weapon. Behind them, the others shot through gaps as they moved forward like one well-tuned machine. The soldiers in the outpost were indeed ascendancy, and they were formidable but Azik and Zario's elite strike force was more than they could handle. In the first hallway alone, they were able to take out several of the enemy's forces, which caused them to retreat deeper into the outpost. Alright, stay with the ship, Hawk, Zario said. Everyone else, let's go. The rest of the team, excluding Hawk, recomposed themselves and moved forward into the outpost. The Ascendancy seemed to be utilizing as much of the asteroid as possible, as the group felt it was much larger than it should have been. 
Without seeing any more enemy soldiers, the team came upon a fork in the road, and without an exact floor plan, had to split into two groups. Okay, Zario said. I'll go with Usion and Philony. Zen, why don't you take the others? Right, sounds good, Azik replied. He, Valanth, Mecca, and Argyle went left, and Zario, Usian, and Philony went to the right. Azik and his group ended up in a corridor with several doors. Azik signaled for the others to be cautious and approached the first door they came upon. Sergeant Major Maddox Valanth prepared to fire as Azik counted down on his hand, then swung the door open as silently as possible. It was just a storage room. Azik went across the hall to the next door and again quickly swung it open with Valanth's plasma rifle aimed inside. Another empty room. The next two rooms were the same. Then there was some commotion down toward the way they had come, where the others were, and it sounded like fighting. They looked at one another. Let me go check that out, Balance said. I'll be right back. Azik nodded. Go. Balance then looked over and gave a quick nod to his subordinates, which they returned. Then he disappeared quickly down the corridor. All right, Mecca, get ready, Azik said as the sergeant prepared to cover Azik while he opened the next door. Nothing again. They came to the final door. Something has to be in here. Argyle, you get ready too, Azik said. Argyle had been covering them the whole time. Now step forward with Mecca. Azik swung the door open once more, and sure enough, inside were several well-entrenched Ascendancy soldiers who opened fire on them. Quickly returning fire, Mecca and Argyle struck a few of them as Azik jumped into the room with his concentrated plasma blade drawn to drive them out of cover. Soaking up plasma shots, he cut his way through the enemy's ranks. He made sure work of many of them, but then began to feel that he may have overextended as he was getting surrounded. Mecca and Argyle had not entered the room, perhaps to give him more space for him to use his blade. They should have still had a clear shot on the enemies, nonetheless. Azik cut through an opponent's plasma blade, then spun around, cutting a plasma pistol in two. Azik then realized that all the Ascendancy soldiers left in the room were around him. Where are the others? Azik thought desperately, parrying and slashing with his concentrated plasma blade. He had drawn his concentrated plasma pistol at this point as well, and was firing away rapidly. He was struck by several plasma shots. Some just singed him, but others struck his synth plate dead on, doing some significant damage. After several minutes and a flurry of weapons, Azik had somehow defeated the group of enemy soldiers within the room. He had taken many hits, and it took him a moment to recollect himself, but then remembered what had happened and prepared himself once more to confront his so-called allies. With his concentrated plasma blade still drawn, Azik stepped around the open door into the corridor, and was met immediately by the plasma blasts of both Mecha and Argyle's dual pistols. But Azik was an expert with a plasma blade. Absorbing the shots, he once more drew his own pistol and shot at Mecha, wounding her shoulder and dropping her to her knees. Then he quickly dashed toward Argyle, and in one move sliced through one of his plasma pistols, then the other, then slashed his leg. Disarming Mecha, Azik shoved them both against the wall of the corridor. What is this? He said, obviously upset. 
Tell me what is going on here. Orders, Mecca said, grimacing in pain. Neither of them looked at Azik. What, orders to execute me? He asked. Why go through so much trouble? Why not just have your whole team kill me on the spot? Answer me. Neither would say any more, and so Azik took their plasma blades so they couldn't escape, put the traitors in the room filled with Ascendancy soldiers, then sealed the door using a synth rope he found in one of the storage rooms. Once more gathering himself, he cautiously made his way back down the corridor toward the rest of his potentially traitorous crew. He had to assume it was all of them, and not just Mecha and Argyle, who were in on whatever this was. Turning the corner toward the fork in the path, Azik saw Valanth, and Valanth saw him. So, did you kill the others? Valanth asked. What is this, Valanth? Azik demanded. Valanth answered by quickly drawing his plasma rifle and firing at Azik, who again blocked the shots with his concentrated plasma blade. Then, Valanth pulled something from his pocket and threw it at the floor. There was a flash, and Azik was instantly blinded. He quickly retreated around the corner and into one of the rooms where he had come from. It didn't seem that Valanth pursued him down the hallway, so he took a deep breath and tried to refocus his vision. So they are all against me, Azik concluded. Then something large shook the entire asteroid. Alright, I'm sure we waited here long enough. Zarya said to Usion and Villani. Let's get back to the ship and wait for the others. The three turned back down the corridor toward the runner after waiting for Azik and the others to make it down their own path. We could have just taken him, Usion said, more than a hint of frustration in his tone. Obviously, Zarya said, but our orders were to get him here, alive. We had to split up and lead him the way we did so that they could capture him. Before they made it very far, however, a group of Ascendancy soldiers ambushed them from behind. Zario took a shot in the arm. Ah, Lucian, quick, he said, and the large sergeant moved in front of him and Philony, who was getting ready to fire back. Lumina, what is this? Zario asked himself furiously, drawing his own plasma pistol. Lucian bounded forward and barreled through the Ascendancy soldiers roaring and swinging his aether blade around as he did. The three of them made pretty quick work of the enemies, then looked at each other, puzzled. That Otteron, Zario said angrily. I'm gonna kill him. Let's go, back to the ship, now. They hurried back down the corridor toward the runner. Soon they ran into Valanth, who was coming toward them. Commander, Valanth said to Zario, what was that? We've been set up, Zario replied. We need to get back to the cruiser right now. Where are Mecca and Argyle? They're making sure the job gets done, Valanth answered. I came to see what all the noise was. Go back and get them, Zarya ordered. We have to get out of here as soon as possible. Valanth nodded and ran back down the corridor toward where he left Azik and his subordinates. The others continued on toward the ship. Before they got there, however, something massive hit the asteroid and shook it to its core and they heard a loud blast come from the direction of the docking bay. They picked up their pace, then saw that the docking port had been ripped apart and the emergency shields had covered the breach. I don't see Hawk anywhere, Villainy said, worriedly. He could have gotten away before this happened, Zario hoped, 
This is definitely a setup. Let's go. We need to meet up with Valent and the others and find a way off this asteroid. Before they left, there was another large crash against the outpost, shaking the asteroid and those on it violently. Then something pierced the emergency shields from the outside. We gotta go, Zarya said. Come on. Basic's vision slowly returned, so we put on his trioptics, peeked through the door into the hallway, then continued back toward the ship where he confronted Balanth. When he reached the fork in the path, Balanth was no longer there, and Azik was confused. Was he not trying to save his subordinates, just using a smoke screen to get away? Azik wondered. Slowly continuing down the corridor nearer the ship, he could faintly make out voices further along. It's definitely Zario, Azik thought. Thinking he probably had the rest of the team with him now, Azik turned once more and quickly made his way down the right side path which Zario and the others had taken earlier. He didn't know what he would find that way, but he assumed they were looking for Mecca and Argyle, so he got as far from them as possible. He also figured it would give him some time to search the rest of the outpost for any information as to where his people were, or if that were also a lie, at least some information as to why he was brought here or how he might get away. The asteroid shook then as it was hit once more by something. Azik figured he was probably running out of time to escape, so he recovered his balance and continued to search the few rooms he had found at the end of this new corridor. Nothing here either, he thought after he was unsuccessful and finding anything that seemed important. The bodies of the Ascendancy soldiers he passed confused him further. He sat down to rest for a moment, and another painful headache plagued him, then disappeared. Shaking it off, he then heard footsteps approaching the door. I guess I couldn't run forever, he thought. The door opened rather casually. On the other side was Zario and all the rest but Hawk including Mecca and Argyle. Zarya was holding his shoulder, which looked to Azik like it had been shot. The others had their weapons drawn, but Zario didn't. I guess we have a little explaining to do, Zario said, but not a whole lot of time. Azik was even more confused now. He held his concentrated plasma blade ignited in front of him in a defensive stance. I'd say so, Azik replied. Okay, well, Zario started. We aren't Ravinian soldiers. In fact, we aren't soldiers at all. We're a group of mercenaries hired by the Ascendancy to lead you here, so they could capture you. Captain Otteron is really Ascendancy. Why wouldn't they just have you capture me? Isaac asked, not really buying it. Why convince me you're Ravinian military and drag me out here? Couldn't you do the job yourselves? Lucien rumbled angrily in response to this. Who knows, Zarya replied quickly, putting a hand out to ease his subordinate. That's above my pay grade. All I know is that they wanted you off Ravina and up here, maybe to get you in the open, or to cover their tracks. Problem is, we were stabbed in the back too. It looks like they didn't mean for us to make it off this rock. Covering more of their tracks, no doubt. As far as we are aware, this and the last outpost were manned by more like us. Maybe they needed to get rid of them, too. What he's trying to say is that now there is an Ascendancy battleship docked to the outpost, and we need your help if we're going to survive, Villainy said plainly. 
And Hawk? Isaac asked. We don't know, Zario said. Isaac could hear the concern in his voice and started to think they might be telling him the truth now. They could then hear very many pairs of boots coming down the corridor. Isaac sighed deeply. Alright, get in here, he said, and disengaged his concentrated plasma blade. They all funneled in, and Usian closed the door behind them, shoving racks and shelving in front of it. Isaac had no idea what to make of the situation. I guess if there is an Ascendancy battleship outside though, he thought, my only chance of getting out of here is with these guys, whether I trust them or not. And he did not trust them. Soon though, some of his doubts were availed, as a concentrated plasma blade appeared from the other side of the door, cutting through their barricade with ease. I guess it is the Ascendancy. Here they come, Usion announced, drawing his Aether Blade. All his weapon could do was briefly slow down the concentrated plasma blade of an Ascendancy officer, but the big man would do whatever he could to stop their advance as long as possible. The rest found cover behind him and drew their plasma pistols. Azik, part of him still telling himself to hang back and watch the group of mercenaries, instead reignited his own concentrated plasma blade took a position next to the doorway, and prepared to strike. If it is really a battleship, Azik thought, there will be a lot of officers to deal with. The Ascendancy cut through the door, and Azik immediately stabbed through the opening, connecting with the officer who had breached the room, who then crumpled to the floor outside. With the fallen enemy's body clogging the entrance, the mercenaries with Azik were able to land even more shots blocking the way for the next wave of incoming soldiers. The corridors are our only advantage, Azik said, as the Ascendancy retreated to regroup. They're not going to let us stay in here, though. Valent, do you have any more flashes? I do, Valent answered. Okay, we need to cover the breach, Azik replied. Then once they start coming back through, use a flash and we will open fire again while they're disoriented. Got it. Soon the Ascendancy soldiers were coming back, after having cleared their wounded from the hallway. Azik and the others set up the same way as before, but this time, a concentrated plasma blade didn't come through the doorway. They all waited in confusion for a few moments, until Philony, in a tone of alarm, finally spoke up. I think we need to get away from the door. Azik, who was right next to the door, wondered what he was talking about, then he finally realized. Get away from the door, he loudly repeated, Philony's warning. Everyone made for cover as far from the entrance to the room as possible. Then, just as they did, there was a huge explosion, and their makeshift door flew in pieces in every direction. Now, Azik yelled to Valent. The plan should still work, he thought. Everyone prepared for the flash as Valent prepared the small device, then threw it toward the doorway. A blinding light lit the room, in the entire hallway, blinding nearly all the Ascendancy soldiers. Azik and the others then opened fire on the ones nearest to them, making their way through the enemy ranks that tried to flood the room. Making it back to the doorway, they continued to fire on the disoriented soldiers until they had retreated around the corner. Do we go after them? Lucian asked eagerly. No, Azik said. Judging by who I saw fall, there are still several officers out there. It's not going to be easy to get past them. 
He looked around at the Ascendancy soldiers that they had taken out in the second attack. He saw a few lower-ranking officers among them and took their concentrated plasma blades. Hey, mind sharing with the group? Zario asked, seeing Azik collect the weapons. I don't trust you, Azik said bluntly, so no. He attached three more blades to his belt. Lucian stared at them longingly. I suggest we leave before they blast us like they did the door, Villainy interjected. You're right, Azik said. Let's get to a different room before they come back. Leaving the room they were in, at the end of the corridor, they made their way up to the last room in the cluster, before the hallway turned. It was much smaller, and the group stood nearly shoulder to shoulder inside, but Azik felt like they would have a good shot at making it to the battleship if they could surprise them here. Soon they heard the footsteps once more of the Ascendancy soldiers drawing closer. Azik looked at Valanth and silently motioned for him to prepare another flash. Valanth nodded in understanding and readied another device. They heard the footsteps begin to pass by the room, then soon the corridor sounded full once more. Azik motioned for them to wait a little longer. Just then, there was another blast as the Ascendancy once more broke through the room the group had previously been in. As the blast erupted, Azik called for them to move, and he and Usion burst out of the small room, quickly taking out the soldiers nearby and making a path for the others to engage. Valanth entered the hallway and immediately threw the flash down, which had little effect now that the Ascendancy was prepared for such a trick. It did, however, buy the group enough time to retreat down the corridor toward the Ascendancy battleship. Are you guys ready to hijack this thing? Azik asked the group. Anything to get out of here, Villainy replied. You're an Alliance officer, Zario said. We can call it commandeering. Running as fast as they could, they turned the final corner toward the docking bay. Only a few soldiers guarded the ship, and they were startled by the sudden appearance of so many enemies that they put up no fight. The group made their way onto the battleship and quickly up to the bridge. Disconnect us, Villainy. Hurry, Zario said. Villainy jumped into the chair of the chief engineer, and after pushing a succession of buttons, the ship made a screeching noise as the docking anchor tore from the side of the outpost, leaving a breach in the emergency shields. They were clear. Azik sighed deeply with relief. Alright, now let's get back to Ravina. I'm sorry, Zario said. We can't go back to Ravina. They'll be hunting you, 